Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, guys. Welcome to this week's group call for tactical sovereignty. This is the matrix discussion group call, as in exiting the matrix. Uh, I had some difficulty last week with audio, and that's why I was asking ahead of time if anybody could hear me. Unfortunately, if you are in, like, the view-only mode, then you're not going to hear anything until the recording starts up. Um, that's one of the new things with TalkShoe now, which is a little frustrating because it was actually nice before that prior to a call or a show starting up, you know, you know people could chit-chat and exchange ideas and different things that are going on in their life and around the world, things like that. But unfortunately, um, that's not the way the new one is set up. The way the new one is set up is um, either I think you have to click like the big blue button where you join over the internet. Um, or you call in and have yourself unmuted. Uh, but if you uh, just click like the view only or whatever uh, over the internet link, then yeah, you're not going to hear anything until the recording starts up. So right now I've got everybody muted out uh, so I can just get through what I wanted to cover. And uh, then after that, I can open it up and people can discuss whatever they want to discuss, Q&A, anything like that. Otherwise, we'll just move on to next week. Um, you know, one of the things the past few weeks that we've been covering in the group calls is the deception that everybody's been faced with. And we're faced with it across the board with everything. It, it doesn't matter if it's the uh, things that you're told on television or, or reading the paper or whatever. You're only going to hear and see those things that um, the powers that be or whatever want you to think is happening and that's what's going to mold your mind lead you in in the direction of thinking that they want you to be heading in and so we really have to keep that in mind with any information that that comes across with us i was speaking with a doctor friend the other day and um i brought up the uh, subject of ebola which most people if you talk to them about ebola it's like oh yeah that was wiped out Uh, well thing is that that's not really being talked about in the news and because it's growing faster than people have any idea. Uh, right now, in the Congo, for instance, really, which they think might be the epicenter where it started at, you know, it, it was like 20 cases a week. And in no time, it's gone up from 20 cases a week to 500 cases a week, and it keeps growing exponentially. And the problem is, is these people travel around, and even doctors who have been down there, I believe it was a doctor in Nebraska, uh, he'd been there treating people and stuff, and they checked him out, gave him a clean bill of health to come back home, and not too long later, all of a sudden, well, he's coming down with symptoms, come to find out what's he got, he's got Ebola, and, you know, because it can live in parts of your body that don't necessarily touch the bloodstream. In his case, it was living in his eye, right? And... You know, to me, this could potentially be a pretty scary situation. But it's something people need to be aware of. Unfortunately, that's not what's in the news. You know, and, and this doctor friend of mine kind of laughed and he said, well, 
He said it doesn't make for sexy news. It's like I thought, you know what? But something else that isn't sexy is the truth about things. You know, and so, yeah, you're not going to find truth in the news either. Because it's not a sexy topic. And there's so many things that if anybody wants to look into it, do any research, you're going to find so many situations where the deception has just been so thick. And one of the things that I find interesting is as thick as the deception is, the truth is easily available if people want to go and look out for it. If just do a little of their own research, and it really doesn't take much. I think one of the things that most people that have done much digging into you know, truth regarding different situations would find is the situation with the Challenger and the Challenger mission uh, that exploded what, it's in the 80s. And you do any digging in there, and you're going to find that these guys, the majority of them so far, have actually been found. I think like seven out of eight have been found, and they're alive, continuing on with their occupations. I think some people have probably seen the video out there where there was a gentleman interviewing somebody from Belcom, which is affiliated with NASA. And he stopped the guy and he says, hold on. He says, you guys have kind of been lying about things, haven't you? And he's kind of chuckling. He said, nah, we haven't really been lying about some things. We've lied about everything. So that really should make us stop and think. But on the Challenger, uh, there is Francis Scobie. He, he was the commander. And they found him now. Um, he's a CEO. Uh, you can find it online. It's a company called Cows and Trees. And imagine that he's the same age as what uh, the commander had. He lived, and he did, would be now today. And it's interesting. If you go to that site, Cows and Trees, uh, on the front page, it shows this cow that's got a rocket strapped on it, and it buzzes up in the air and spins around, and it makes the exact design, that same little pattern, if people remember it, that the Challenger made when it exploded. When I first saw that, I was like, holy crap. That has, I mean, it was right there in front of your face. Um, anyway, yeah, that was Francis Scobie. Um, there was Michael Smith. He was a pilot. Well, they found him. He's a professor at the University of Wisconsin. You know, so I mean, these guys are leading professional lives. It's not like they're just working at a 7-Eleven or something like that. Uh, Ronald McNair, he was a mission specialist, and uh, there's somebody. You know, he's a professional speaker, and there's somebody that came to him and was like, uh, "Do you kind of look like that guy from the Challenger?" <laughs> and he was like, oh, no, no. He says, that was my twin. That was my twin, actually, that was on the Challenger. I was like, okay. Uh, that's kind of an easy go-to excuse, I suppose. Um, because <clears throat> Allison Azuelka, he, he was a mission specialist, and he used the same thing. He, he claimed that, oh, it was a twin. Um, and right now he's working for the Liquor Control Board in Hawaii. <laughs> uh, Judith Resnick, she's a... Yale Law School professor. Uh, she works for the Arthur Lehman program. Oh, and by the way, of course, her as well. She's the same age as the Judith Resnick that was on the Challenger. Uh, Gregory Jarvis, he, he was a payload specialist. He is one of the only individuals uh, that were directly on the ship that nobody's really been able to find anything on so far. It'd be kind of fun if somebody did find something out about him. Uh, but people, of course, all know about 
Kristen McAuliffe, and she was a school teacher. Uh, I found it interesting. She was a social studies teacher in New Hampshire, okay? And they picked her to go on the Challenger on the space flight. And I thought it was interesting even at that time. I'm like, gosh, why do they choose a history teacher? When you choose, like, um, a science teacher, you know, that's somebody more in that field. Uh, but then again, since we know history is a lie, I guess maybe a history teacher or social studies teacher is the best one to use. But she's been found. She's a professor of law at Syracuse Law School. It seems like a few of these people are teaching in the field of law, <laughs> which really is supposed to be, you would think about truth and getting to the truth. And yeah, we've all found it's pretty much totally opposite of that. But th there's so many little things that people have been deceived about that really should be, if anybody used any common sense, it would stand out at them. At them. But instead, people just absorb stuff like a sponge and consider it to be factual without even second-guessing things. They're saying, eh, I don't know, maybe we should look into this. And this is what I say. I mean, we, we should all, you know, question answers and, you know, not just take things the, the way it is, not, not let it just soak into your head and absorb as truth. It's really our responsibility to find what we're presented with and, and decide what's factual and what isn't factual about it. You know, to me, something that I kind of shake my head about because you hear it all the time on the news and people just accept it. They don't even think twice. And that's regarding Donald Trump. And everybody hears that, oh, yeah, uh, Donald Trump, the 44th or 44th president of the United States. Now, unfortunately, no, he's not the 44th president of the United States. He's actually serving in the 45th presidency. And some people would be probably confused by that. But if you go back in history, Grover Cleveland did a four-year term starting in 1885, lasting until 1889. Okay, and he was what I think the 21st president, and then the 22nd president came along, or the 22nd presidency came along, and that was Benjamin Harrison. He served a four year term, which ended in 1893. And after he left, ooh, what happened? Grover Cleveland got voted back in again. So this guy was president twice. Now he's serving in the 23rd presidency. But that doesn't make him the 23rd president. He's the 22nd president. Just because he wasn't, he wasn't more than one president. <laughs> He's only the same guy. I mean, people are called president throughout their life, long after they even leave office. All right. So that's why I say Donald Trump is serving in the 45th presidency, but he's really only the 44th president. There's only 44 men who have served as president. But when you hear 45th president, you think, oh, 45 presidents. Okay, good. Go out and look. Try and find 45 of them because you're only going to find 44 if you're starting with um, George Washington. Um, here a couple weeks ago on our call, we had on Tina Foster. It did an excellent presentation uh, talking about Paul McCartney. And a lot of people have heard the story and... You know, it's not really something that's been presented in mainstream media to people. You've got to kind of do your own digging to find the truth on that. But it's really 
very, very easy. Just looking at things from a forensic standpoint, and if things had to be presented into, say, a courtroom, it's very, very simple to see that uh, Paul McCartney we see today isn't the original Paul McCartney. Um, in fact, there's been blood tests even done. There was uh, a daughter that once she turned like 18 years old, she had known about it. Once she had turned like 18 years old, she wanted to come and sue and uh, convinced her mom, you know, to kind of help her out and stuff. And she went and sued and went to court. They had blood tests done. Guess what? Blood tests came back. Nope, negative. Not your father. And the mom was kind of beside herself because she knew she was a virgin at the time. She knew who her daughter's uh, father was. And so her argument was, oh, he must have got somebody else to step in for him or something like that. Well, little does she know, yeah. That's exactly what happened. Somebody else stepped in. But it wasn't a case of the real Paul McCartney getting somebody to step in because that walk-in situation already happened long earlier. But people know about Pearl Harbor, uh, especially from the information from Hartford Van Dyke, that the president knew ahead of time, it was known ahead of time, that Jap Japanese were going to be attacking Pearl Harbor. And so many people are aware of this. And it, it really kind of strikes me out. Everybody is just happy to go along with the same old program that, that's, you know, running in front of their face today without turning and saying to the system, you know what, you guys are all a bunch of bullshitters. You're lying to us about everything. And, you know, we're not going to listen to crap you have to say again. And all the voting polls, actually, they should all be dark. There shouldn't be any lineups of people. There should be maybe a couple old people with walkers or something there. I mean, if everybody should turn around and say, yeah, we're not participating with this stuff anymore. Um, and there's been many statements even made from people in history. Um, Henry Ford was reportedly had said that if people knew how finances worked and how the money scheme worked that there would be a riot in the streets by morning and what do people think they, they don't take that seriously I mean yeah, there's been comedians that have stood up and told everybody what's going on told everybody it's a game and everybody in the audience just sits and laughs it's like guys it's not a comedy they're telling you the truth I mean even information that's come out from Edward Griffin uh, regarding creature of Jekyll Island, how the Federal Reserve was created and that it's a private company. It has nothing to do with the U.S. of A. or the U.S. for that matter. It's totally an independent company. Uh, Greenspan has even been on the news and he said, you know, he was asked about the relationship that that company has, that the Federal Reserve has with the White House. And he says, he says, really, there is no relationship. There is nobody that can determine what we can and cannot do. We are solely independent. And I don't know why the mass population doesn't hear these things and go, what the heck, you know? And, you know, I guess back to music again. Yeah, with the situation with Paul McCartney, because... You find so much of this deception lying within music and so many things that even point you to the truth. Um, looking back a few years ago at the situation with David Crosby and David Crosby donated uh, his semen to uh, Melissa Estridge and 
her girlfriend. I don't know what the heck was her girlfriend's name. I don't recall right now. Um, but anyway, oh, uh, Julie Cipher, that was her name. But people are like, listen, this guy, he's had a liver replacement because he's an alcoholic, drug addict. He's short, fat, bald. I mean, is that really the stereotype of what a couple women would pick out? No, it was because of lineage. Because if you go back into the lineage of David Crosby, you'll find his people go all the way back to England. And they were some of the founders of the USA. These people served in governmental positions. They served as mayors. They were all very influential people. These people were the people that you read in the Constitution where it says we made it for ourselves and our posterity. Well, the bloodline that David Crosby was part of was that posterity. And so many of these people think that there is some sort of authority or power in that bloodline which is crazy because they actually think that that bloodline actually goes all the way back to Jesus Christ. That's where that really comes from. So, yeah, that's why they picked the short, fat, bald guy <laughs> as a sperm donor. And, I mean, then don't people see things like that and say, huh, something doesn't make sense. Let me investigate why this is happening. Uh, even, even with music, you've got situations like um, Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison, he had never been to a concert, didn't play any instruments, hadn't sang in a band or anything like that, and overnight, all of a sudden, he's the lead singer for The Doors. Wow, that's kind of interesting. Well, who was his dad? Uh, his dad was actually the captain of the ship at the Gulf of Tonkin incident, which everybody found out. Years later, it was a false flag. But have any of the people, have any of the families that lost their children in the Vietnam War, have they ever come forward and said, hey, fraud, fraud, you know, we need some reparations here. You scammed a whole nation. And people are scammed over so many things, even just little sayings, uh, like public servants. Well, as everybody finds and learns out, studies, you see that these these agencies that are running things aren't even governmental agencies. They're, they're private companies. But you, you think they're a public servant? No. They're employed by a private company. And if they're a servant to anybody, it's to that company. Period. Um, you hear sayings like civic duty, you know, or serving the nation, or, you, you know, you're giving your service to the country. Gosh, doesn't anybody stop and really think about those words that you know have been stuck in people's heads and they don't really think if they're what meaning those words really have if they have any meaning at all <clears throat> there's um a little like three-line passage i want to read here from a book and um this really should be very very telling because this situation is nothing new Situation people have found themselves in today, this is something that's been repeated over and over throughout the ages. And what this says here, it says, and listen closely to it. For there can be no religion more true or just than to know the things that are and acknowledge thanks for all things. To him that made them, which thing I shall not cease continually to do, meaning giving thanks. What then should a man do, O Father, to lead his life well, seeing 
that there is nothing true here. That last little phrase is so telling. Oh, Father, no, what should a man do to lead his whole life well, knowing that there is nothing true here? Knowing that everything is false, everything that's presented to you is fake. That little sentence comes out of a book called The Corpus Hermeticum. That comes from the first century. Common era first century. So it's it's well over several thousand years old. And that was something they were faced with back then. And to me, these things that we're faced with today are the same things that if Yeshua did walk the earth, if Jesus Christ did walk the earth, these were the th same things he was talking about. These were the same things he was teaching. And that he was trying to turn people's minds around, kind of unwind their mind. You know, what you've been presented with isn't necessarily the case. And it's like the parable of the blind man. And say he spit on the ground, da-da-da, and then he put matter in the guy's eyes. Because before that, the guy said all he could see were great trees. Well, you look into what they correlated different things with in a parable, and great trees really were great men. He's, all he could see was all this power structure around him, these great leaders and everything like that. And then Yeshua put matter. He put an issue. He put a subject in, in his face, in his eyes, to let him see the truth. And the guy was cured of his blindness. And today, people are walking around today blind. They're blind because all they see is this fake power structure around them and things that they automatically are consenting to without even realizing that those things would never exist without the consent that people give to it, without the blind acceptance that everybody gives. And that's all I really want to cover this evening. Kind of short and sweet. Um, I'll open things up if anybody has any comments or anything they want to bring up. Feel free to do so. So everybody, everybody's unmuted. You're unmuted, so if anybody has a comment or anything, just let us know who you are and um, what you have to say. That's pretty much it. <clears throat> See, Dark Knight left the call. I wish he had stuck around. Anyway. <clears throat> but I've got everybody's lines unmuted, unless you've got yourself muted. Um, so feel free to say something. If not, uh, this is, what, 26th of May, 2019. And we will see everybody again next Sunday. And the topic I was covering tonight really lays right at the heart of what I tell everybody every week. We need to really research and learn who we really are, where we're really at, and where we're really from. Because we've been deceived on all three of those levels. And we've been presented with the world and said, this is the way it operates, this is who you are, and this is what you're going to do. And everybody's just like, okay, and they go along with it. <laughs> oh my gosh, what a horrible way to live. Of being free to live this life the way you're meant to and the way that makes you feel complete inside that's a much more positive life it's very easy to see why people are depressed <laughs> because you know, you, they've had uh, their free will restrained hey who's hey mike how you doing 
I'm doing great. Can I bring forth a couple little things? Yeah, sure. You just bounced on? Yes. I've, I've been listening to you. I didn't hear anything. I wanted you to go full blast, and then when you got, you know, what you your thoughts were out, then I would, I mean. Oh, that's all right. I, I hadn't seen you on the line until just now. Well, I just now got on for that oh, reason. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just, um, what's up, brother? A couple things. Um, one, Wednesday, I, I went to Walmart. I'm getting a little bit of a delay from you, I think, Brian. Remember last time you it was delay? Right. I think it's back, whatever is occurring there. Yeah, it's gone. You fixed it. So um, I was at Walmart. I, I bought my food. I'm leaving back out, and I see this lady that I'm sure is from the Middle East. You know, very dark skin, lot long black hair, and she had two children. One's around five or six age, and the other is eight or so. And so she she walks past me, and I'm getting ready to put my stuff that I bought in the car. And so she talks to somebody, and then she comes back to me and asks me for food. And, you know, I, I got a shopping cart full of food, so I offered my food because I didn't have money to hand her. But I said, hey, I got food for you you and your children. Here's, I've got water and stuff. You want this? She didn't. She wouldn't take none of that. So it's like she only wanted money, and I was surprised. You know, she didn't have her husband with her or nothing, and she came to nowhere. She came, I, I mean, where she came from is where all the eating establishments are. They're like a way across the street, about a 1,000 feet away. You know, there's about 10 or 12 of them over on the strip side. And so she starts going after other people and asks them for money. And, you know, when you see that situation, you know, you see that situation. children like that and she's needing money for food, you really don't hesitate to give that to her. You, you know, you want to help. And so I was having trouble with my car starting, so I had to go back in. And there's a lady there using an ATM card to pull money out to hand this lady. And my question is, I don't know... Ladies, for real, if you're just playing people trying to get or or what the thing is, it's it's horrible if she really needed the money and you, and I don't have it to give it to her or other people didn't, or is she taking advantage of everybody and just playing us for a fool trying to get money from us? Well, I've ran into that situation a lot of times. In fact, there, there was a situation not too long ago where there was a guy that came up. He's like, hey, do you have a couple bucks? I just want to get something to eat. And I said, you know what? I said, I'll do you one better. Instead of just giving you a couple bucks, I said, see Wendy's right across the street? I said, meet me over at Wendy's, and I'll buy you lunch. And this guy flipped out on me. <laughs> and, you know, of course, I mean, he was, I don't know, maybe a DTN, needed money for drugs or something like that. But he got really PO'd. And it's like, you know, if I was hungry and just needed something so I get something to eat, oh, I would have jumped at that offer. 
So yeah, you see a lot of that kind of stuff. I know, and that and and see that is so terrible that here's where I, where I think they're getting this from because I have friends I have that have friends that are rock stars or they play music and stuff, and they can go to another country. And this was 20 years ago that these people would go over, and they would get booed off the stage. They would have tomatoes thrown at them because they were Americans. Because, here's what I'm thinking, is that, is that the military is going to other countries, killing innocent soldiers and innocent people, so everybody hates America. They think that, that we are backing this nonsense, and, and that's why they have this deep hatred for American people. Well, and thinking, you, the thing... The thing is, though, that the American people, as a majority, are backing it. They they just don't really pay attention. You know, I hear all the time. You know, somebody will mention that they're in the military, and I'll hear other people and say, "Oh, thank you for your service." You know, Ray, we're coming up here on Memorial Day tomorrow or whatever, and you know, we've got Veterans Day, Fourth of July. Everybody waves the flag and all that. And it's like, really, you guys don't know, you don't see what America's doing. I remember hearing a, um, a travel agent one time. They had told somebody, and somebody we we're on this subject, and they're like, "Yeah, you know, I was going to Europe, and my travel agent uh, just kind of hush hush told me, you know what? When you go, if anybody asks where you're from, tell them you're from Canada." And it's because, yeah. yeah, people around the world don't like Americans, and I can fully understand why. And I'm pissed off at the country. I feel the same way that they do. Unfortunately, I'm stuck living here, but that means that I don't have to support him. I'd support him as little as possible. Yeah, right. And and, and here, what you was just touching on is everybody has in America here. We have been scammed like crazy. Okay, this thing called government, it has been established to just steal from us. And uh, yeah. There's a lady that was talk, that came on uh, Legal Deception Thursday night. She's an attorney, and she was talking about the banking system, how the way that's what's going on there is this banking system stuff. And she was saying that Trump is trying to straighten it out because originally all these dollars were supposed to be backed by something. So the fact that they're not backed by nothing and she was saying that Trump's trying to get it back by something again. I don't know if that's well, true, but that, well, that's the, the thing is, you'd have to eliminate the Federal Reserve. You'd have to eliminate the Federal Reserve, and that's not going to happen. Uh, I, I actually posted a video today on Facebook uh, where Trump was talking, and he said, "You guys don't understand." He says, "You know, once we took care of things in the Middle East, he said, hey, I want to bring the, the boys home.'" And he said everybody in Washington was rebelling against that. And he came right out and he said, there is, and Eisenhower said the same thing. He said, there is a military-industrial complex that has a thirst for war. And he says, I can't take, I can't do anything about it. Okay, that must be true. Now, there, there's an attorney guy that I know, and he said that he went by the county and talked to one of the county attorneys. That all of our houses are attached to the street address. It's not to the land address. It's to the street address. And that street right. it's your address... Mail, it's your mailing address, not your physical address. Right. And it's a street address, though. 
and it's in the military. That is considered uh, a military base, that street in the front of my house, okay? Like I yep, am absolutely. renting. This is what what's going on, is I am renting a space there, okay? And that's what the street number is. But it's a military location, actually, in reality. That's you're, right, you're, right, you're renting... You're running the use of that space. Yes, that's all you're doing, and you're living on the military because you're getting your mail from that address, and that's what he was saying, that all these houses are attached to is that street address and not the land address that the house is sitting on. That that land doesn't even come in. It's the, the street out there right in front that you are renting or leasing and that puts you in their jurisdiction right there because you're on their military. And so yeah. he was saying what we have to do is go to the Bureau of Land Management and, and get a, that surveyed right there and establish that that's where that house lives and stop renting that land out front. Well, you can actually go to, you go to your uh, land records at the county courthouse because your physical address is actually plot number 23 on section da 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 that's your physical address but uh, the mailing address that is that federal zone that's that military zone that you're talking about exactly now here's the thing in tennessee they 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 don't want you to know it so they keep it covered up i had a friend that had it done and he had to pay an attorney firm a thousand bucks to look that up now then, this guy told me a little trick that I'm going to pass to you. County does know the exact, you know, land bureau that meets and bounds of it. They know exactly what it is. They're not going to let you know. But he said there's a way to trick them. He said that if you're, if say I'm getting ready to do some kind of landscaping, and I need to have it, have it survey, you know, what the survey is for that, that right. it'll be on that that you can go there and get a copy of it that way, you say it. You know, like you're getting ready to put flower bed in right neighbor or next to the road or something, and you need to know what the meads and bounds of that is. Somehow you can ask them, and, and they'll give you a printout of it. Yeah, or you want to put up a fence or something like that. And if yeah, anybody's yeah. ever purchased a home, you can go in and look in the paperwork from purchasing a home, and you will find that there as well. They also include that. Okay. Yes. You, know, so you notice that they don't. They don't tell us the truth. But, you know that you're renting a spot out there on, on the street. Nobody knows this hard. So that's yeah. showing you that things aren't right when they try to keep everything hid from you and doing something that that's really crooked. You know, having to pay yeah. something unfair. Yeah, we're, we're going to take you from the physical world, and we're moving you into this fictional realm, this fictional world. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, that shows that they're not here for us by doing something like that. And, you know, like you were saying, everybody's wanting to, to back the flag and all that, thinking that, that you're doing the right thing, but you're not. This is just a military just going wild and crazy and trying to steal everything it can. That's all it's doing. Hey, well, you know, it's somebody uh, made a comment the other day. They, they said something about, oh, what, what do you think we should do about Iran? 
And I said, what do you mean? What, what should we do about Iran? I said, the only reason why you think Iran is an enemy is because that's what you're told. I said, has Iran done anything to America? Have they come here? Is there any threat or force or anything like that that, that they've done? No. And it's the same thing with any of the other countries, really, we've gone into. What have they ever done uh, to America or well, to now, us? Let's, I mean, let's go back to that lady for a minute. Let's say she's from Iran. Okay. They might have missed, you know, displaced her and brought her over here and kind of dumped her here. Now, then she may be getting a big check each month. Okay, and she might be mad at us that we had something to do with her cousin's killed or something. You know, I mean, it seems like they're going and getting foreigners that are mad at Americans and bringing them over here and dumping them and hope they cause us a lot of trouble for foreign in our side. What it appears. Well, that would be a great way to get another civil war started. And I think they've tried to uh, get a civil war started a few different times, but it just hasn't worked because people really are good in their hearts. And so they, they've got to find another way. So, well, since the Americans won't do it, then we'll bring in people that may be militant from another country, and maybe that will get the ball rolling. Okay. You know, so this thing is going this on, thing but... There was a black guy, it's been maybe two years ago, in Nashville went into an all-white church and killed 20 people. And it's because, you know, what he's been told, all the blacks are told that whitey is a problem. And and you hear that a lot through their community. And there there was a show that was on Monday night, and, and it was reflected back of all the family and the Jefferson. You know, that show that came on in the 70s. They came out, first thing they said was the Archie Bunker was a bigot. You know, he said all these things, and he's a bigot. Then they have George Jefferson saying the exact same thing. He's considered a hero. Yeah. And... and, and you know, that was on the mainstream, ABC, I think, is is what channel it was on. And, you know, it was the people from Saturday Night Live that they, they were reenacting the Jeffersons on there like it done right now, you know, 2019. And, and up to date. Why do they, you know, you know nonstop, they want to keep a conflict going between this race thing. They can't let anybody... Love each other love and walk in love. You know they got love. to put you know, the in there. Well, it's it's you know the old phrase divide and conquer, and they want people to think that this is the way everybody thinks. They show these family shows on TV, and they figure it'll just transform everybody's minds to thinking that this is the way everybody thinks. And Unfortunately, a lot of people fall for it, and they get sucked into it. I remember when the show Will and Grace first came on, and I don't know how long Will and Grace lasted. What, it lasted two or three seasons, maybe, or something like that? But anyway, when it first came on, I noticed on TV, this is back when I was watching TV, you know, there was kids in the house and stuff, of course, so they had TV going. But that show, there would be reruns all day long. That show was on four or five times a day, even though new episode those weren't new episodes coming out that fast and i was like hold on there's been some great 
family TV shows that have done really well and had, you know, great reception. But now you've got this Will and Grace on. You're showing these reruns or three reruns of the same show four, five, six times a day. And it, it, it's you're, they're trying to change the mindset of people. And, of course, Will and Grace, you didn't go 30 seconds without hearing a gay joke or a homosexual joke. You know what I mean? And it and it's like, okay, you're trying to show everybody that this is the way America is, this is the way everybody is, when you're looking at less than one percent that actually fit into that category. I mean, then I don't know. I had to laugh I know, when I, they were doing that. I know, I, exactly what you're saying. I can watch I, I turn the T V on every now and then, but I'm getting ready to totally Take off, you know, the TV side of it, okay? I'm just, I'm going with another provider. I'm getting their internet and phone, and that's it. I'm, I'm just going to quit watching TV because I don't watch enough of it to make it worth it. I have to buy all the, the top tier get any show that I'm wanting to watch, really. And the kind I watch is when they're working, cars are working on houses. That's educational to me, but I can't watch them now. They come on there and they want to fuss and fight and try to just not get along with one another. And and it's like you say. And another thing is, you know, I've got like 200 channels, and the darndest thing is, is that show Golden Girls. Right. It is on probably five different channels all the time. I can run them, and it it'll be in. In five different ones that you'll find Will and I mean uh, Golden Girls on, and and maybe yeah. and maybe three hour a three hour block of it, but them you know all the way across you know and, and well and here's stuff. the thing here's the thing all the actors from the Golden Girls have all but one I think has pretty much died so they don't have anybody to pay royalties to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you know the and and the stations it's on is. We'll call them just nothing stations, you know, like that are just pop-up stations that play stuff like that that they don't pay any royalties to. And and but they don't have the wholesome shows over there, is what I'm saying. You know, the only show that I see that that can be considered a wholesome show is is uh, Andy Griffith show. Yeah, the days of Andy Griffith, unfortunately, and the Waltons are long over with. Yeah, um, now, so you don't it, see the Waldens. I don't. I do not see them on none, but I see the Golden no. Girls on. Like I said nonstop. Okay. I see Mash on nonstop. Okay, these, and then the ones like you're talking about that want to train you. Oh, you know, Mike, Mike, hold on a second. It, it, since you were on the Golden Girls, uh, let me bring up something about the Golden Girls because when you see things, it's just like reading law. When you see things one way, you also have to look at it backwards to see what it's not saying, okay? And with the Golden Girls, what are you looking at there? You're looking at, what, four or five women that they're retired, getting older, and they can't afford to live on their own necessarily, so they've all come together to help each other out in order to survive, right? Okay, well, what are you not seeing there? What you're not seeing is the way things are really supposed to work. I know... um, two homes that my dad built for us when I was a kid. 
he also built a space. The second home even had a full apartment for my grandmother. And she lived with us because that's the way it's supposed to work. The families are supposed to stay together. You take care of the elderly when they get old. Whereas you're seeing the opposite of that with um, the Golden Girls. You're seeing the elderly having to take care of the elderly. You know, where's their kids at? What are they doing? You know what I mean? Well, another, I don't see no, no men in that show. If, if you, you're just talking about what's absent, it's kind of like they're trying to say that these women are on their own, and that's what America is now, that women are running everything on their own. Yep. And uh, women or the elderly in general, they're on their own. It, the family structure has been totally disseminated. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that until you brought that up. But, yes, I think that must be the role that they're trying to show is it's not, like you said, the Waldens was the typical. That was it, where you had a bunch of children. They all were together, and they they really respected the mother and father and the grandmother and grandfather. Notice that. That is not show that, that scenario, a little house on the prairie. Those shows... It, we're, you're just lucky they even came out, you know, in well, today's world. But that's uh, that, to me, was one of the main objectives is they had to destroy the family unit. And I think it was one of the, I think, Rothschilds that came out as well and said that they had donated $50 million into the women's movement. And why? He said, because we want to get in as much money as we can. He said, why have one taxpayer in the house when we can have two taxpayers in the house? let the women feel liberated like they should be able to get a job too and now we'll be getting the income from two different places well guess what at the same time your electric bill went up the cost for a car went up why because now instead of only one man providing things for the family there's two people providing for the family which means they can charge more for stuff uh, and you just didn't got on a train right there that i want to point out to you you know these auto, These auto manufacturing companies are, are the big thing is the they're trying to get electric cars everywhere. And at the same time, they're getting they run by themselves. So that technology will drive that car and take it from point A to point B without you, you know, without a man or woman driving. That's the technology. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the okay. tech, tech and AI is going to take everything over. Okay. You know what the next, what has to be in place for that to happen? 5G has to be in place for that to happen. So yep. the reason why I think 5G even exists is because they want it to run these automobiles and stuff, and they're wanting them to be electric. All that's a real big expense. It's a real big expense, all this. And it's not necessary, but that's what they're pushing. And the reason why the government says it's pushing it is because of pollution. They want everything to be pollution. It's, it's like, when has government ever cared about anything? You know, it's always they want to do something that's a negative. It's, but they'll make it sound like it's a positive. Because one of the things they're saying, they're saying is 80% of all wrecks are human error. You know, like somebody went to sleep at the wheel or they're playing with their phone or something like that. 80% of all the wrecks, they're saying that way. So if we can have these smart 
cars that can drive people, then we're going to eliminate 80% of the accidents. I mean, that's the way they're trying to serve it. So we got to have 5G. Yeah, however, the, however, that first smart car that could drive itself and they came out with that, the very first video, it ended up killing somebody. <laughs> no, they've had some others have a lot of problems, right? I think this week, the Postal Service is riding in some cars, liver, mail, right now. That's been tested right now as we talk, or tomorrow. Well, I don't know what that a bit, not a bit. So the, I know what the plan is. This is what the talk is, that they're going to build another interstate structure that's going to be totally underground, and it will be blocked. You can't get access to it from the street. I mean, you know, like somehow it's going to be kind of sealed. The people, animals can't get in there, and it'll be trucks, you know, tractor-trailer rigs. Someone from California will drive at that, and it's going to be run by that 5G totally. There'll, there'll not be any people on it, and it'll travel like that. That's how goods and services will be dispensed like that. Yeah, and, but people need to pay attention to this stuff. And like I say, you can't just look at what is being presented to you, but you've got to look at the flip side and see what's not being presented, what's not being said. Um, there was a group this last week that decided that they were going to accept the seven Noahide laws for for people here in America. And the, and in their writing, they said, yeah, these are for the Gentiles. So it's seven Noahide laws for the Gentiles. It's okay. Look at that backwards. What does that mean? Those seven Noahide laws, they all sound good. They sound like they kind of coordinate with the Ten Commandments. But when they are for the Gentiles, what does that mean? That also means they are not for the Jew. So they're looking at themselves as being to something totally separate and apart from everybody else, and that the, the Gentiles have to follow this, but no, this other group doesn't have to follow this. Okay, you know what you were saying? They're trying to train us all the time, you know, how to think. And, you know, I got some really good, close black friends, and I wasn't quite part of the conversation. It was like four or five of them. My friends were talking, and, and they were at another table, or next to me, I mean, you know, like five feet from me, and I was talking to some other guys, and two or three of their black friends came in, and what they were talking about is this friend of theirs had broke into some place, a black guy, and stole stuff, was on the news and everything, and they were saying, because of him, it makes the black guys look bad, and I overheard that. I said, you know what, that is not fair at all to these guys, these friends of mine, because I know them, they wouldn't steal, hurt nobody for no reason. And it's like, you know, this other black guy did something, and it makes them look bad. And, and I started thinking about that after that, how that that's really not fair. A lot yeah, of black people get a lot of negative publicity, don't they? No, absolutely. I mean, I remember when I was younger, I, I had long hair. And I was with a, a buddy of mine, and he had long hair, too. And we went into a convenience store, and we noticed the owner of the convenience store, he was kind of eyeing us the whole time. And we were just going in to grab a couple sodas, pack of cigarettes, and leave. And we went up to the counter, and the guy shook his head up and down. And he's like, yeah. He goes, I see what you guys are trying to do. I know what you're trying to do. And we looked at each other, and we're like, what are you talking about? 
He said, no, you can't get anything past me. And my buddy said, you know what? Screw you. He just dropped his soda on the floor, let it explode on the floor. And it's like, okay, we need to leave. And, and we just walked out. We're like, fine, you're going to pigeonhole us in your mind because we have long hair. And you've been told that long-haired people are bad and maybe they're thieves or whatever. And in the same way as what they look, they look at uh, black people as. Same exact situation. Um, I don't know if you were on the call. In the beginning, I was talking about a friend of mine who he's a doctor. And him and I were talking about things that are on the news and things that aren't. And he said, well, you know, they, they don't put some stuff on the news because it's just not sexy, you know. And the funny thing is, this guy I was talking to, this doctor friend of mine, he's, he's, a, he's a black guy. You know, right. and one of the most honest, nicest guys in the world you'd ever want to meet. And he can sit and speak the truth with you back and forth. You know what I mean? But yeah. unfortunately, it seems like there's so many white people, I can't even talk to them about topics like this i know i know see i can i've got black friends that i can talk about things like that that's something that seems really peculiar to me is they keep pushing this kkk movement okay i don't know any white guy that would really want to join like that even if you hated somebody else because that would just make you a target There's does the kkk even exist do they even still exist Listen, they have, I think it is paid actors, okay, to go and do all this. Yes, it's nonstop where they've got KKK meetings out in public all the time. Oh, really? Yes, I, I see them at least monthly, and they'll show up on uh, YouTube about, talk, you know, talking it and stuff, where, where they're going to be a thing. And I, that is the darndest thing. I cannot figure that one out. You know, and there's all. I would, I would have to. I would have to side with you. I would have to side with you and say, yeah, these are probably paid actors or whatever to do this because I mean, I, I thought you know for the past twenty years that that whole philosophy and stuff was on its way out the door. Yeah, but it's not. See, the thing that they'll always have is they'll have skinheads there and the Nazi stuff. They always combine that in the KKK thing. And and if if somebody really hated minorities joining the KKK, they would just do it in the background, wouldn't they? You wouldn't be out public. Absolutely not. Okay, well, see it, don't pass the sound of it. And I think the KKK is out once again, make white look like it. Is what I think. You know what? You, you just reminded me of something <clears throat> I kind of forgotten about. Uh, but some of these movements and things that happen, people really should put their eyes on and really pay attention. I mean, um, we know in scripture it says, you know, for people with eyes to see and ears to hear. Well, you know what? The church hasn't seen or heard anything for the last hundred years because they're still pushing the same paradigm that they pushed a hundred years ago. If they really had the eyes to see and ears to hear, they would really know that scripture was talked about in code and that they would have been digging in and trying to find out what that code was. I mean, for instance, 
when Christ said, I'll make you fishers of men, uh, okay, well, what does that mean? You have to realize that back in those times, a fisher was a priest. He was going to make everybody priests within a new kingdom, all right? And God, hear any pastor today even tell you that that's what the word fisher really even meant? But a lot of the, you're talking about like the KKK movement and different movement skinheads or whatever that comes up. There it is on my way to work, and it came to my mind. I said, you know what? There's basically four principles, and, and I called it the base principles to look at with any organization. And it was funny. As it came to my mind, I just jotted them down, and they came out with the acronym also of BASE, all right? And number one was you need to do a background check, all right? And not just check C-H-E-C-K, but also C-H-E-Q-U-E, as in a money check. You know, what's the purpose? Who's funding it? Who's benefiting from, you know, this movement or whatever that's happening or this organization? Then number two, which is A, you need to look at the authority and the source. Who's the holder of this authority? Where's the source of this authority? Where's their standing come from? And number three is the S, is their structure. Is it a top-down? Is it a bottom-up structure? Is it organic? It was, was it something that was created by somebody? And if so, who was it created by? And then number four was effect, and that's the E. And does it have any positive or negative effect or influence? You know, it, what purpose is it accomplishing? Who is it affecting? And to me, look at those four base principles with things, with any movement or something like that that you see across the board. And if you follow those four principles and look at look at that from a, a critical eye, a critical perspective, you're going to see what that organization or that movement's really about. You you know that you really you know, hit pay dirt really when you just said that. Yeah. That, that. Let's back up. Let's to, back up to. Um, uh, the doors. Doors. Okay, because okay. I I was listening I, to the board player what he was saying. He was saying. You know, he died like a year or so like ago. A year or so ago. Before he died, they started before doing died, a, they started a lot of interviews with him. Talking about talking about his they got their record contract, record which contract, in 1966. They started touring around. Started Particular place in California that they tour at all the time. Particular nightclub. And so they would be there. And before they would go on stage, uh, they would take acid. And like, and if you'll if you'll go back and trace that movement of all this acid, that a lot of them, their parents, their stuff was connected to some kind of military outfit. No, oh, absolutely. You know, like, yep. You know, like, you know all all the guys in the all doors kind of connected with a military background, and well, you know, a lot a lot of that acid was all being supplied by Owsley, uh, who got pretty much he got all his equipment from UC Berkeley. After they yeah, supposedly confiscated his, he got his shit from UC Berkeley to do it with. Her. Yeah, what you just said about UC Berkeley, that is another tie-in with all of these groups that that came out of that California movement like the Doors. And what that keyboard player was saying is 
they would they would be at a nightclub, and that singer, what's his name? I forgot his name. Jim Morrison. Yeah, Jim Morrison. That he would take acid right before he's going on stage, and so he would make up a song as as they go, and it would be just real filthy, just real filthy, and the crowd would just laugh and and clap their hands and show so much approval of that, like like song that he wrote that he wrote with his mother, and. You know, you know, right on the spot, you know, right they, the they spot, come up with it, right? the whole nine yards. The crowd hears it and applauds and just accepts it like crazy. And the keyboard player was thinking how strange that is. And the owner of the fired them and said they couldn't come back for saying something like that. But yet the crowd, instead of them being mad about all that or something, they embraced it. Is that does that mean that when you're on drugs, you're going to do something you normally would? That's yes. And and who who knows how many people take acid in the crowd? They may have passed it out. Oh yeah, I'm sure they did. I mean it. And see, that started some right there because when you got Jim Morrison and all these famous. Jimi Hendrix and everybody doing acid, everybody else had to do it. You know, it, it's like a copycat thing. Yeah, absolutely. And in that so amazing that acid got to be that popular? Because, you know, what it is is it is such an acid. That's why they call it acid. pH is just eating your body up and your body is putting out chemicals to try to offset that. Poison that it is. That's why you get high. Or how those strange, no episodes happen, because it's burning your brain apart. And that's why just elementary come forward. And some songs, the more elementary they are, it seems like the better they sell. Oh, absolutely. And you know, if you know, talking about elementary music and stuff and how it sells. Uh, look, and a situation like, for instance, with country music, and, you know, I would say anything that becomes popular or whatever, people really need to look at the reason why and the results of it being popular and not what the people are doing, but also what it prevents people from doing. Um, you know, like with different drugs, you know, that become popular so fast like acid. Well, why would that be introduced? How would it get introduced? What effects would this have on things? Um, the whole rock and mu- roll music scene, uh, the British invasion, as they call it. Why was that introduced? Look and try and research what was really behind it. What was the purpose behind it? And with country music, um, a lot of like psychologists and stuff I've listened to, because I, I listen to a lot of lectures from different colleges and stuff, uh, given information that you, you don't hear in mainstream. And a lot of people will tell you, you know, country music, because it's just the sing-songy music, and it's so basic, it's so juvenile, that it keeps your mind at a lower state of reasoning. It doesn't make you think. Whereas the opposite, if you listen to classical music, and it's been proven, even babies who had classical music, played to them when they were in the womb, 
they come out and they end up having higher IQs and things like that because their neurons in their brain have found new ways of firing between each other. Whereas, you know, and I'm sorry for people that love their country music, but it keeps you dumbed down, period. Yeah, I'll agree with what you're saying. And the message is in the lyrics, too. I was looking at this years ago, kind of like 10 years ago, that, you know, these studios that record all this music listening to, that the Catholic Church owns every one of them that I found. You know, like Leonard Skinner, oh, really? where they recorded the Catholic really? Church owns that recording studio. And I can just for some, go through For the some list. reason, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> okay. In Nashville, you know, uh, there's a real famous uh, recording studio there. And oh, hold, on, hold, on, hold on just a second. Hold on just a second. They got Dark Knight in the chat. He's like going, no, they don't. Catholics don't know everything. It's the Jews. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Look at the Pope. What's that little freaking hat he wears? It's a yarmulke. It's all the same thing. Who do you think the Catholics are? It's a, it's all Jewish, dude. If you uh, want to yeah. point at them, yeah. fine, point at them. But, yeah, it's still the same people. They're just wearing a different mask. And every one of the presidents will have one of those little beanie caps on when they go over to Israel, don't they? Yeah, and the presidents do the same thing. And they go to the Wailing Wall and stuff. And if anybody does any research, you find out that that wall really had nothing to do. That was not the wall of the Temple of Jerusalem. That was uh, the wall <clears throat> that was around where all the Roman soldiers were at. Yeah, Rome's still alive. Imagine that. Yeah, so what I'm saying is they are running this music thing, okay? And it, and if you don't check certain boxes, that song won't hit the radio, okay? Now then, yep. it, it is amazing many songs that have been written past that was talked about drug abuse instead of their lover, okay? You know, like you hear songs and you think, oh, this is about, he's wrote about, about his girlfriend. Oh, what they're talking about is the love or the being hooked on heroin. A name for heroin is is Jones. Yeah, well, every every female in music is a drug. Yeah, it is. That's when they say something, you know, about that. They're referring to the drug side of it. And that but here's but here's something here. Yeah, here's something I want to bring up as well, is people, everybody wants to point the finger at the Jews. Let me tell you something. Whoever is behind all the BS that's going on in this world right now, they are not going to have a face that you can point a finger at. They are not going to be a sect of people that you can point a finger at. If a sect of people are doing the majority of this stuff, then there's something else controlling them. That's what we need to find. That's what we people need to look at and search out. Because they're just being used. They're, they're just being ignorant puppets. Yeah, that's what's going on in the world right there is the puppet show. You're never going to see the, the power part. You're just going to see the low level. Okay? Yeah, and, and, absolutely. And see, these songs, once again, I remember being, when I was like 14 and stuff, I'd be listening to the radio and it's like, Every song that comes on with 
with us guys having sex with our girlfriend. You know what? It, 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 they'll call it love or they'll call it whatever and they'll make love or whatever. These phones are training you just to have sex all the time. Yeah, I'm just going to say right now, I just blocked Dark Knight from everything, from the chat and everything, because he's just going, Jews, 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 it's the Jews. You know what? It, it's, just, it's all anti-Semitic stuff, and that's exactly what the system wants you to be doing. Because when you start promoting that kind of stuff, guess what? They're going to shut you down and all of that because you're getting a little too close to the truth. You're, you're looking at one of their puppets a little too close, and they don't want you really finding out who they are. So, you know, I, I don't like having to freaking censor, which censor is, that word comes from the old Roman Empire. They use censors to do the same exact thing, keep people from talking about certain stuff. But when people are talking about negative things that can actually hurt your movement and hurt your attempt to try and share truth with each other, then, yeah, you've got to censor that shit out. Sorry. But anyway, I, I'm about ready to wrap this up, brother. Okay, because that's what they're trying to do is to get us to go the wrong direction. Okay? You know? Yep. And we can't, we're never going to see the faith of who's okay only thing we can do is is point a finger at the movement like you were saying earlier on each things when i see the symbol for the for the catholic church in these places where they're recorded like worshiping that and they're the ones what india is that definitely makes it guilt right there don't have to go any further do it yeah it's the whole rope-a-dope game and all with Muhammad Ali, rope-a-dope. Pay attention on the left hand while I smack you with the right. And that's 100% what 100% they're doing. What they're and, doing. and, you know, that there's a song, there's you know, Charlie Rich wrote it. wrote it. No one knows what goes on behind closed doors. And as he's and as he, there's pictures, pictures, and you'll see and you'll the church, church background. background. Yeah, they, 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 they tell us a lot of truth in music, don't they? What that's all about is if you had eyes to see, see that right there. And, you know, and I connected a lot of in the music industry. And so I'm guessing it's the same everywhere. If you went to the or if you went to the U.S., I say they control everything. Because, you know, the songs that you hear, like, like Billy Joel, there's a couple songs he come out with that, that he says he'd rather be a sinner than, than a godly man. You know, in the lyrics, he says they're on the, those songs. Is that on? Or he said he said he'd rather he'd rather laugh with the sinners and cry with the saints. Right, that song I heard it the other night, and and there's another one that he's got that, that says something similar to that. And see, those songs are still played. Because they're because trying to train trying people. To train the training the never stops. Stop. Yeah, they're trying. They're, they're trying to seep the info into your subconscious mind and change your direction of thought and change your attitude and and ultimately change how we look at each other and treat each other, and yeah. not only yeah. each other but how we treat ourselves. Okay, can I bring two points bring up two and then we'll sign off? All right, go for it. A friend of mine went to a fair and there was a guy there who hypnotized people and he had 15 people come up on stage 
and he would look them in the eye. Out of those, out of those teams, teams, he could tell he could by tell looking by at their eyes, I suppose. Tell out of that 15 ones could hypnotize in which ones. All right, so he looked right, at so them. He looked at them. He divided them. There was five of them that he couldn't emphasize, and ten that he could. He divided it. The five he couldn't on the side, and the ten that he could on the side. Okay. He went to those ten. He went to all 15. Which could could do this with me. He could. The crowd don't know that. He has each one of that when he gives a certain signal, that they will turn into chicken and they will flap their wings like a chicken and slap their butt continuously until he stops. And he had a trigger word. Whatever he says to all and then they, they all sit back down and he goes through and does whatever else he does. And as he goes through the show, he will say that trigger word. And somebody will somebody jump up, start flapping their wings, hitting their butt, and everybody laughs about that. And the, and the person that that's done to doesn't have a clue that that's a train. So yep. that shows you the power of hypnosis right there. That even when they didn't volunteer totally into it, because they didn't know if they were going to be hypnotized or not, that was part of the showing that you don't know if you're being hypnotized or not. That 15, five were, but 10 were. He went through, and, and one you, you found out which man it was that happened to, and it's how powerful hypnosis well, that's been done today in all areas. Self hypnosis too. You know, if you keep repeating something over and over, if you say that you're a black-headed guy or a blonde guy when you're not, you'll start believing that after a while. Self hypnosis. That's powerful. And the placebo effect. The drug knows that when it's something that has to do with your mind, that thirty percent of the time. It will be successful. You know these antidepressants they're giving people? They don't even work. But yet people think they continue taking Well, I'm not depressed. I'm antidepressant medicine, so I'm not depressed, which is full of fluoride is what it is. And that's eating their brain. It's just making them numb. It's just making their brain numb. And that's what they'll tell you. People will say they're, well, they're brain, but they're really still depressed. What it is, they don't admit being depressed. What they're, hence their self, they're not depressed. Their function is, is if they're actually still depressed. They shouldn't even take the antidepressant medicine because it's not working. They just believe that it's working. Working. Isn't that crazy that that stuff is that successful? Well, you know, and, and even with just simple words, I think everybody's been hypnotized the same way with trigger words. When you hear words like uh, civic duty or duty to country or love of country or public servants, uh, that, that all keeps everybody thinking a certain way that is totally untrue. 
Exactly. Like when I can go somewhere and I, I can say I'm ex-military, everybody will say, I think the service, like, listen, I didn't do anything. Okay, there's none of us that doing anything. Getting credit for doing something when we're really not doing it. You know, I tell you where your rights come from, and that's from the local uh, courthouse. Because if you don't follow paying your taxes or doing whatever you've got to do, there's where your rights come from a war over in the Middle East. I don't understand where they they come up with this. I'll, you know, what we're living off of what the courts are putting Telling you what you can do and what you can't do. It's not the military. Well, Mike, Mike, I, I, Mike, I had a guy say to me uh, here a few months ago. He he said to me, he says, "Oh, he says those guys over there protecting your right to vote." And I looked at him. I said, "What are you talking about? Protect my right to vote? Who has ever come over here and tried to keep anybody from voting?" Yeah, but the reason why and they said is, you know, his eyes just glazed said, over because that's what he hears all the time. He didn't know how to defend it. Exactly. I, can, I can turn on the TV and I hear all that self-hypnosis right there, what you just said. And it's working because you can go everywhere and you hear it, don't you? And you hear it that the reason why we have to pay taxes is to get the road paid. No, the Treasury, the Federal Reserve, they, they pay for those roads to be paved directly. <laughs> Well, your gas tax, that the seventy yeah. percent of money that you pay when you pump gas, that goes to the roads. Okay, but it, but in reality, it, it's not paying hardly none of it because it's billions and billions what it costs. The only reason why we have taxation is so that you people think that's how the roads are getting paid. Okay, they're not. Okay, they're not. The reason why we're paying taxes is to cover up the fact that. This money comes from nothing. We wouldn't pay. Everybody, if you ask them, paved, and they're going to say it's because of tax on the gas, like you just said, blah blah. No, that these guys get these grants and everything. I I knew a guy that was on the roads, and it's it's always a certain firm that gets to win the bid. Like if me and you, Brian, tried to bid it out, win. On, on any of this government stuff, you know, it, it's always. Well, I, I looked into it here where I lived, and I found all these roads to different roads were all held in trust. And so they go and they get federal money, federal grants, like you said, for the roads. And they do yep. it all through trust. Yes. And, and this charitable trust is what they do it. And the police department falls under that same thing. They, these agencies, which are corporations, are getting directly funded by the Federal Reserve. This, this other stuff out here is yeah. All right, Mike. Let's wrap this up, brother. And I'd like to tell everybody, if you just research who you really are, where you're really from, and where you're really at, you will learn more than the average Joe knows. But I'm like... <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, this is what, uh, 26, whatever, 25th of May. We'll catch you all next week.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.